When you were a kid, did you want to be an astronaut? A crossing guard? Sometimes our dreams feel a little all over the place, but we're not alone. In fact, McDonald's created an education platform, APA Next, with all the resources Asian Pacific American students like us need to navigate the next steps, or even figure out what they are. With streaming workshops on college admissions and more, a lot of the work is done for us. Come take a look at apanext.com and decide what's next for you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What's going on, everybody? It's your man, Morgan Man. Guys, this is the weekend edition right here. Uh, I'm trying to incorporate more podcasts in your lives from yours truly right here. And uh, just trying to, you know, get you the more content that you deserve and stuff like that. And also trying just to help better myself as well of becoming a broadcaster like, you know, like Sports Talk Radio whatever the case may be, uh, going forth, because that is my career choice of wanting to go into sports broadcasting, whether it be behind like a table like a Stephen A. Smith, Colin Cowherd, or being on the radio. But anyways, uh, today's topics are just kind of just random, nothing too major in the form of sense. Uh, Right now I'm currently listening to the Georgia-Missouri game, and the dogs are at the half, leading by 23, scores 26-3, to and guys, let me tell you, the dogs are are legit, they, they really are, but looking at this game right here, Missouri, I think, has found a little bit of their weakness, oh, well, that car almost just ran all inside of that sidewalk right there, I'm driving, by the way, so, of course, that's why the audio quality is a little little different you can hear the bumps and you know the kind of the wind and the road and stuff like that but anyways I think Missouri has found Georgia's weakness and that is slant routes Georgia cannot cover a slant route for some reason now will the defense coordinator aka Kirby Smart who has his hands on his defense fix that of course but Missouri I believe has felt the weakness of this Bulldogs defense. Will it go all the way to Alabama? Pretty sure. And Alabama will, again, expose that weakness that Missouri ar- arose during this game right here. And, of course, Georgia is getting more dynamic and now pushing the, the gas even more during that two-minute drill before going in the half. And, of course, they're looking more dominant now than ever. But, of course, they had a slow start. And my counter-contradiction to that is, number one, it's the tail end of the season. You're pretty much done here after Thanksgiving. And then you've got to go to the SEC Championship in December. I believe it's December 10th on that Saturday to face Alabama. So, you, you want to start slow. You want to start bringing in your, like, your third, fourth string, you know, 
players to kind of give them the reps so that way you can kind of get an idea. Okay, so if this person goes down there in the SEC title game or even the national title game, for that fact, I know who I can use and feel comfortable at the wide receiver position, the inside linebacker position, defensive tackle, offensive tackle, on so forth. So that's why you would want to play slow and play your third, fourth string players. But Kirby's not. He's keeping the the main guys out right now. But I think once the league grows just a little bit more to where he feels comfortable that Missouri definitely is not going to be coming back from, from, from that big of a deficit, then he'll start bringing in the third and fourths. So... Honestly, I love Georgia. I really do. I think this is their year, just like the Braves. I really counted the Braves out back in July when they had a three percentage of making the World Series and winning it. But look where they are at now. They're, they're World Series champs. The Dogs are number one team. They're getting better each and every single week. Does it scare me that Missouri has sort of found a weakness? No, because, again, Kirby Smart is going to fix that. In, in the form of sense, because he, he's like, I'm not going to say he's the Dan Quinn of the Georgia Bulldogs, because Kirby has been a lot better than what Dan Quinn has done for the Atlanta Falcons. But still, though, it, it's it's amazing that Kirby Smart can, can really handle this pressure of being head coach and somewhat of, like, the, def, the defensive coordinator. Uh, I want to switch gears over to the College of the League, so... All the pro players, they're playing Vanguard now. And FaZe has already won, I believe it was the $4,600 uh, CMG tournament. And, and, and that's that's the first big tournament already. And, and of course, I mean, it's online and you know, stuff like that. But they won it against, I forget who it was now. I'll have to look at the, uh, the stat sheet when I get home. But anyways, FaZe has already won a... A, a big big enough tournament against these teams. Yes, it's way early in the preseason. Yes, there's going to be probably two or three major updates to Vanguard before the CDL's Season 3 kicks off. Probably in late February like it was this past year. I'm actually going to try to time my vacation around that time. Anyways, but it's early in the preseason. But look at how these players play. You're going to be able to tell of whether or not they're into this game. And from what I've seen from every live stream and every YouTube video that is out there with these pro players playing, they absolutely love the game. Now, granted, some are hauling for change already, like the dynamic kind of like map feature where you can break windows and uh, walls and on so forth like that, they're already hauling change for that because they don't like it. And, and that's understandable because it will get distracting at times. But at the same time, you gotta me personally, I would love it for competitive. I would love it for, for it to stay. Because that opens up a new possibility of lines of sight um, getting an advantage over someone. So let's just say, for example, uh, Sim pulls out a sniper rifle this year. And they're facing uh, New York subliners with C6 and Clayster. You know, all Sims got to do is just you know break off a little piece of the door, and 
you know, he's, he's got a perfect line of sight against Crimson. He's not going to know where it's going to be come from. Grant, I don't know the map rotation just right now, but I'm just throwing out an example right there. I would personally love that. Or you can use it to your advantage of distracting a certain player. Like you could just bash in the door as many times as you can, get that player distracted pretty much. Like where, where the hell is this coming from? And then you let your Stellium or your, your Clayster or whoever come in and you know kill that person. Because they were distracted and got caught off guard. I would I would personally love that, but you know, again, I'm not the one behind the controller. I used to be, but now I'm not. And stuff like that, you know. So Vanguard is gonna be a very interesting season because this will be the very first sledgehammer game, you know, for a professional under the new CDL. Of course we had Advanced Warfare, but that was Call of Duty World League, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, now we got the CDL in Season 3, and this will be the very first season with Sledgehammer Games, like it has been for every, you know, COD developer team, Infinity Ward and Triarch. So, okay, we're, we're changing subse- subjects again. I cannot speak today. It's really hot in here, too. My blood pressure is up a little bit. But that, that's not a concern. But regardless changing the subjects. Uh, we're talking now a little bit about the Atlanta Falcons in this uh, these next two weeks. Okay. So the Saints is tomorrow or, you know, today at the time you're here in this podcast. This is, a, this is an opportunity where I believe the Falcons need to win this game. They, they should have been winning every game. <laughs> thus far already in the season. Please truck slow down. Um, but this is the do or die game, I do believe, for Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot to really establish what they are truly building in in Atlanta. I really do. And it's just not because it's a rivalry game, you know, NFC South division matchup. It's just this has got to be the game where you put all all effort into this one game to really determine whether or not what what kind of culture you are building. These are little road bumps in the in the red for like a little indicator to slow down. But anyways, you got that. I personally like the Falcons to win this game t- tomorrow or today, whatever time you're hearing this. I'm, I'm recording this on you know, Saturday coming home from work. I do like the Falcons to win this game because, again, it's a rivalry game. We have the advantage over the entire rivalry by maybe just two games. Or is maybe just one game. Do we want that winning streak to now switch hands to the Saints. No, we don't. And Arthur Smith knows that. This will be his first time dealing with the Saints. The Saints are getting better now. They have just beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But you still quite just you don't know what they are. You know, a couple weeks ago they were losing, you know, two games in a row. And then now here they are just beating the the defending Super Bowl champions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, 
It's going to be a very interesting matchup tomorrow with the Falcons and Saints. But I still take the, the Falcons at a plus three to to get the young Waku field goal and prove to four and four. You're back at 500. And then Arthur Smith, like, okay, we just beat a team who just beat the Super Bowl champs. Let's improve on that. And and so much for, like, the defense, I think this is going to be a game where they're going to step up, especially Deion Jones. Now, Deion Jones has really stepped up big time in this Dean Pease uh, defensive scheme. He's came up with a lot more sacks, a lot more tackles, and I believe he came up with uh, one or two interceptions already. So that that's pretty dang good, if you ask me. Grady Jarrett has really just been a shining star on that defense. A.J. Terrell, my God, I love that dude. You know, 159 cover snaps and zero touchdowns allowed through A.J. Terrell. That's impressive. I'm not going to go ahead and say he's the Deion Sanders of the modern era, but by gosh, he's getting close to it. Because for you just being in your second year and you're allowing zero touchdowns, that's pretty damn impressive, if you ask me. So now, going forward a week, let's just go ahead and just kind of predict that the Falcons do win this. We're 4-4. Four four. We go up against our former head coach, Dan Quinn, of the Dallas Cowboys, which now is defense coordinator for the Cowboys. And look at the job that he has done. So this is kind of where I'm building up to with the, with the Atlanta Falcons. So, the Atlanta Falcons let Dan Quinn go, you know, two years ago now. Or, no, I'm sorry, last year, because he got released after that Carolina Panthers game during that first meeting. And, of course, he was out of the job until, you know, the Cowboys picked him up during the offseason. Look at what Dan Quinn has done with that defense. That defense for the Cowboys used to be horrendous, like, they they used to be us <laughs> back then back in the day like just would allow like multiple touchdowns and allow so many yards but that Cowboys defense is a top 10 defense all thanks to Dan Quinn <laughs> and and I said this from the beginning whenever we we let Dan Quinn go I was like you're making the wrong decision you should have just demoted Dan Quinn to just defense coordinator and let Arthur Smith come in. And I'll be the first one to say that. I'll be the first one to say that. Some people may agree with me. Some people may not. But some people may now because of look what is what is happening with that Cowboys defense. But Dan Quinn and that Arthur Smith kind of duo right there for OC and uh, DC that's really good but I think what the problem was for Atlanta with Dan Quinn was just he had so much pressure on his plate he could not handle the pressure of being head coach and defense coordinator at the same time so that's what led us to being what 4-12 and last season now granted yes we've got a lot well we I'm not going to say we got a lot more wins than we did last season because we made that mark yet. But we're, we've are we done a lot better than what we did at the beginning of the half last season under Dan Quinn. But still, 
I think it was the wrong decision to let DQ go to the Dallas Cowboys. We should have just demoted him to a defensive coordinator to where he could really work with the defensive side of things, really build up those schemes, rather than actually having just build up like one or two brilliant plays, but then have to go handle the offense and special teams, you know, handle which I know the head coach has a little bit of input with the contract negotiations. So it was a lot for DQ. And and, and I'm going to give him that credit right there. But going into next Sunday's matchup against St. Quinn's defense, I think, I mean, I don't want to sound like the just the all-time, hey, the Atlanta Falcons are going to win this, the Atlanta Falcons are going to win that. I do personally think we are going to win that because Dan Quinn has not seen Arthur Smith's kind of offense yet. Granted, yes, there's tapes where you can watch that. I do get that. But in that live person reaction, there's not enough mental thoughts going through his head saying, all right, this is what Arthur Smith is calling up on the offense. So I need to call this instead of that. I just don't think it's going to happen. I I, I do think the Falcons are going to walk away with the victory in Dallas, but it's just going to be a very tough matchup because once you let a series or two actually play through for our offense compared to Dan Quinn's defense, he's going to start figuring out. So, again, it's all going to come down to a young Waku field goal. I do personally believe, but then there again, I would be I would be very happy if it was a Matt Ryan last second touchdown to Cal Pitts. I was fixing Calvin Ridley, but he is unfortunately out right now of football because of dealing with mental illness or mental health, I should say. So, guys, what do you think? Do you think the Falcons are just I don't know, one or two more, like, kind of, like, losses away from actually being, like, what we were last season, and we're just kind of just a team in in disguise of being in a rebuild, for se. And, and, and actually, this brings up another kind of great topic I want to talk about. And that is, of course, again, the Atlanta Falcons here. But... Everybody is bashing, you know, Dean Pease, Arthur Smith, uh, special teams coach, you know, on so forth. They're, they're bashing everyone up. The, and I'm talking about the media and fans. Give it another year or two. Give it, give it that time right there. Because Dean Pease and Arthur Smith walked into the situation of, number one, Carol, Calorie. Salary cap hell. Talented players, but not talented to their scheme, per se. So, like, Calvin Ridley, for example, talking about the football side of things, we're leaving the mental health issue out of the out of this equation. Let's just talk football, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley has not shot in this offense. I, I'm sorry, but he has not. Dirk Carter's offense last season was better for Calvin Ridley than an Arthur Smith's offense. He just does not fit in this offense. 
what, will there be a possibility that Calvin really might get an extension? There's a possibility because he has shown very few flashes of understanding this offense and really being being able to come down with the ball. But I just don't think it's going to be a wide receiver number one type of situation like he came into this season since we lost Julio. Kyle Pitts has definitely, definitely shown that this is this is an offense to to look out for. But that's just a one man wrecking crew right there. The defense, I'm again Dean Pease. He's a Super Bowl defensive coordinator. So, he also knows how to play the defensive scheme. But does he have the players? Absolutely not. He does not have the players to actually build up a defensive scheme outside of your Grady Jarrett, A.J. Trail, and Deion Jones. Those three. And maybe a Floyd, Luacon, and uh, I forget the other one's name, but, but them four them four players out of the entire defense I just I just can I just can't imagine keeping every single defensive player around the four next year I think Grady Dion, AJ and Foy Aluakon is all going to stay in Atlanta but the rest of that defense is going I personally do believe you're, you're going to see more of that versatile kind of defensive player that Dean Pease is really looking for, for his defensive scheme, because, and he wants them young, where they're much more faster. Like A.J. Terrell, he's fast, he's young, so you definitely want that. You really do. So, that's just my take right there. Give it about another year or two, maybe just next year. Because then, you know, year two, or well, technically like year three, you should be good. You should be a contender for at least the playoffs, like your conference championship game. But guys, that is all the time I have for today. Thank you so much for staying with me for the whole, you know, twenty-two minutes or however long it's been now. I've talked the entire way home, just near about it. But it, it's honestly. I just love talking sports. I really do. It's something I'm very passionate about. And and I cannot thank you guys enough for supporting me during this journey to hopefully one day become part of like an ESPN broadcast, Fox Sports, CBS Sports, whatever the case may be. Or just you know, even growing this network up into new heights. But guys, thank you all so much again. Uh, please leave a rating, like, whatever it is to continue the support of this show right here. And I, right, Morgan, will catch all of you later. Peace. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.